0: Hello, ladies, and welcome to the Legacy Homeschool Reflections podcast. I'm your host, Ruth Adams. I am so glad that you're joining me today as we continue our walk through the Word Study Scripture Writing Journal for Ladies, Volume 2. This volume, the topic is the fruit of the Spirit, and we're picking up today at week four, and this week's topic is love. Now, John Newton said let us love the Lord who bought us pitied us when enemies called us by his grace and taught us gave us ears and gave us eyes he has washed us with his blood he presents our souls to God John Newton it's interesting that it starts out let us love the Lord who bought us you know we are not naturally inclined to love the Lord in our flesh we're naturally inclined to love ourselves but the lord can help us to love him more and more i think of that hand that says more love to thee o christ more love to thee this now the prayer i make on bended knee we are able through christ our lord through his strength and enablement to grow in our love for him the world promotes self-love. It tells us that we should love ourself, that we should be all about ourself. We're living in the selfie generation. People are prideful about loving themselves and about being all about themselves. You see slogans on t-shirts where, you know, it's all about me or things like that. But that is not the biblical model. The biblical model is to die to self and to love Christ. It's not to believe in yourself or to um, build up your own self-esteem and your own enablement, but it's to trust in Christ, to realize I can do nothing apart from the help of Christ. And so it's a different paradigm altogether when we live and think biblically. So let us love the Lord who bought us, pitied us when enemies, aren't you thankful for um, Christ that he went to the cross, um, even when we were enemies, called us by his grace and taught us so much grace, amazing grace. And he's still teaching us, isn't he? He's sanctifying us and making us more like him gave us ears and gave us eyes. I love that because you know, we're born spiritually blind. We don't um, have discernment and wisdom in our flesh, but when we become alive in Christ, our eyes are opened. We're able to understand spiritual truths that once we could not understand. He has washed us with his blood. He presents our souls to God. The hymn that I selected for this chapter in the journal is The Love of God, written by Frederick Martin Lehman. And I'll read just a portion of it. The love of God is greater far than tongue or pen can ever tell. He goes beyond the highest star and reaches to the lowest hell. The guilty pair bowed down with care. God gave his son to win. His erring child he reconciled and pardoned from his sin. O oh, love of God, how rich and pure, how measureless and strong. It shall forever endure the saints and angels song. And it goes on and there's more of it written out in the journal. Let me just say here, if you would like to follow along with this um, series of podcast episodes that I'm doing on this journal, you can pick up your own copy of the journal over at Amazon or in my website, LegacyHomeschoolReflections.com. And it's the Word Study Scripture Writing Journal for Ladies, Volume 2. Okay, so I um, picked one day of scripture writing to use as our text for this episode. If you have the journal, then you'll have a week's worth of scripture writing to do. And these little writings are short. This one that I selected um, on page 34 is very short. It's let love be genuine, abhor what is evil, hold fast to what is good, Romans 12, 9. And the Greek word for hold fast, that's what we selected out of that verse, hold fast. The Greek word means to glue, to stick, to cleave, to join, to keep company. So going back up to the verse at the top of the page, let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil, hold fast to what is good. So if we're holding fast to what is good, It's like a glue. We're stuck to what is good. We're sticking to it. We're cleaving to it. We're joined to what is good. We're keeping company with what is good. Do you see how the word studies can just enhance our understanding of scripture so much? Because if we're just reading the verse, abhor what is evil, hold fast to what is good, we may not really fixate on that part. Hold fast, but when we do a word study on it, there's so much imagery that comes to life. So hold fast to what is good. It's like be glued to what is good and what is right. Stick to it, cleave to it, be joined to it. You know, think about um, maybe your family and what you're involved in. Are you joined to what is good? Are you joined to the best things and the best activities? Are you keeping company with what is good? We want as Christians to be in fellowship with the light and not with the darkness. One prayer that I pray for my family, for my children is, Lord, help us to love what you love and to hate what you hate and to have our hearts broken over what breaks the heart of God. So again, we don't naturally love the things that God loves like we should. And sometimes instead of hating what God hates, sometimes we love and nurse our sin. And there are things that break the heart of God. Are those things breaking our hearts? Think of abortion and how God's heart is grieved over the shedding of, innocent you know, the blood of innocent babies. How his heart is grieved when he created those little babies in his image. And man chooses to snuff out the life of those babies. That breaks his heart. And does it break our heart? Um do we hate the things that God hates? You know God hates pride. And pride is like this deadly sin that we're all tempted towards. It's so easy to become prideful even over good things. We can become prideful over good things. But God hates pride. Do we hate our pride? God hates lying. Do we abhor lying? Do we love the things God loves? God loves mercy and grace and purity and wisdom and holiness and being set apart for his kingdom purposes. Do we love the light? Or are we tempted by the darkness? We need to love the light. We need to love what God loves. and. It will be a struggle this side of heaven we will continue to battle you know our own um, temptations our own desires for ourselves our selfishness our pride um you know just giving in to fleshly behaviors becoming angry and impatient and unkind these sorts of things that come so naturally to our flesh but those things are the things that hate, um, that break the heart of God, do they break our hearts? Do we cry before the Lord in repentance for when we, we sin and we um, fall short of honoring him in our lives. Sometimes it's so good to just get before him and to just cry before him and, and just feel his cleansing and his love and his grace and his mercy. But we want to hold fast to what is good. We want to be joined to what is good. Our love for Christ needs to be genuine. As it says in the beginning of that verse, let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil. That's just another way of saying hate what is evil. It's not saying hate the people who are doing evil. It's hate the sin as God hates the sin. And then lovingly seek to rescue the perishing, as the old song says, and then to hold fast to what is good, to embrace what is good. What is good? You know, God's word is good, God's word is pure. Are we embracing it? Are we holding fast to it? You know, um, our family relationships, that is good. Are we holding fast to that? Our walk with Christ, are we clinging to him and cleaving to him and spending time with him and prioritizing our relationship with him? Church, are we holding fast to that? The body of Christ, that is a good thing. It's not a perfect thing. This side of heaven. But it is a good thing, and God calls us to cleave to the church and to hold fast to the body of Christ. You know, what is good? Um, Scripture memory and meditation on Scripture, singing songs to the Lord and worshiping Him, those are good things. Let us hold fast fast to what is good. Let us pray that the Lord will reveal to us his perfect will. What is good for us, for our families? What are the best things for our family? And let us stay away from the darkness. Let us not even go near the darkness. Let us not compromise and be on the edge of the cliff, just about to fall into, you know, the darkness of sin. So many people want to compromise and they want to get as close as they can to being like the world. They want to get as close as they can to um, embracing sin. And instead of that, let's say, instead of going as close as we can, let's say, what is the ultimate best that we can do to the glory of God? How can we, how can our families glorify Him? How can we represent Him and beautiful and virtuous in radiant ways as women of God, instead of trying to look as, you know, close to an edgy worldly, um, way that we could let's not push the modesty standards, you know, to just how much could we get away with? That's not the right heart. It should be, how much can we glorify the Lord? and um, representing him, being the sweet aroma of Christ to a lost world, letting them see um, a beautiful, radiant difference in us, in, in our attitudes, in our perspectives, in our humility, in the way that we talk and we we care and we serve and we love others, in the way that we mother. How can we Embrace our mothering and, and, you know, be an example of godliness in our mothering, of having a gentle tongue with our children and letting wisdom be on our lips, loving them, nurturing them, prioritizing them. How can we embrace motherhood to the glory of God? How can we embrace what is good? As wives, how can we be wives to the glory and honor of God by loving our husbands and walking out to biblical womanhood as we see it in the scripture? When we do that, it's a beautiful thing. And the lost world sees that and recognizes a difference. When we have servants' hearts and we care about the needs of others, the lost world surely sees that a servant's heart, a humble heart, a kind heart, reaching out in kindness, sharing a smile. These are all ways we can embrace what is good. So let us hold fast to what is good. I hope that that has been encouraging to your heart as it has mine. You know, we're all hardwired with a desire to be loved. We all want to receive love. We wanna find that soulmate who will love us fiercely, unconditionally and who will fully understand us with all of our quirks and our idiosyncrasies the thing is we must learn is that only god can feel our deepest needs others can love us and bless us but not with the perfection of the god who formed our souls only he can truly know our deepest needs and thoughts we become frustrated when we try to force others to love us perfectly in ways only god can this is why we need to remember to make our relationship with the lord our foremost priority as we remember his promise i will never leave you nor forsake you hebrews 13:5 let's just take a minute to pray together as we conclude today's episode of the podcast father god thank you that you first loved us lord please give us the love for you that we need Lord, please give our families the love for you, that you have called us to love you, Lord, above all other things. Lord, help us to love what you love and to hate what you hate, and that our hearts will be sensitive and broken over the things that break your heart, Lord. Please teach us to love you as we should and to love others in your name. And we thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name amen ladies thank you so much for joining me today it's been a joy to just have this time together and I um, just encourage you this week to love the Lord and love what he loves and love your families well and I will look forward to meeting with you again here next time may the Lord bless you bye-bye